Good evening. And as always, thank you so much for uh, watching the nightly devotion. I pray that it is an encouragement to you. I hope that you are able to again enjoy this beautiful day. It's just such a blessing to have weather like this. Last night we looked at Naaman and his leprosy, and we finished up um, where the individual had been made well, and uh, he had uh, had gone through the process of dipping. Uh, and tonight, I want to talk to you though, because when he came back to Naaman, um, he wanted to pay Naaman or to pay Elisha for his services. It says in verse fifteen. Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And so the man, uh, Naaman, leaves and goes on his way. Um, and Elisha goes about his business, but something happens. Elisha's survey, Gehazi, thinks, why is my master not taking something for doing this great miracle? And in, because of that, he actually leaves, follows Naaman, and catches up with Naaman, and let's just listen to this interaction. And he said, all is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now, two young men of the sons of the prophet have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garment. Now, he won knows that Elisha has wanted nothing, but yet he still wanted something. He was being led by greed. He was being led by a desire to serve God for the money. And not only that, he lies about what the situation is. Naaman would have freely given whatever would have been asked to Elisha. But Elisha said no. But in this passage of scripture, we see that you can be near the power of God. You can be involved in the work of God, but yet not be of God. Tonight, I want to ask you, why do you do what you do? Why do you serve how you serve? And so because of that, Naaman gives him this silver and and takes it to him, and, and uh, all of this stuff. Well, Naaman's servant takes this money, hides it away, and then he comes back to Elisha. Now, I'm not a smart, very smart man, <laughs> but if I had seen Elisha do all these miracles and all this wonder that God would do through him, I would assume that he's probably going to know what I've done if I have done something tricky like this. But Naaman, Elijah asked him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. 
So one, Gehazi has lied to Naaman. He has lied to Elisha. He has taken something that was not his. And then listen to verse 26. Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous, as white as snow. Now, this is a tragic story about someone who should have known better, did know better, but for the love of money, betrayed the things of God. And I've pastored long enough to know that not everyone in, in the ministry is in the ministry for the right reasons. Some people are in it because they think it brings notoriety. Some people think it brings financial blessings. Not all ministers are there for the right reason. But I want you to know that there are still people of God doing it for the right reason. Doing it like Elisha. Elisha wasn't saying there's never a time to receive the blessings. He was just saying this is not the time. See, tonight I want to ask you a question, and I hope that you'll really think about it. What would your price be? At what price would you sell out your faith? Now, all of us would say, well, never. There is no price. I'm following Jesus no matter what. Well, maybe your price is not monetary. Maybe it's your reputation. Are you willing to take a stand for the things of God, knowing that it might not be popular? Are you willing to serve God, knowing that it might cost you financially? Are you willing to know that following Jesus might require you to serve with your time and there might be things that you want to do that you have to not do? You see, the price of selling out looks different for each and every one of us. Maybe you've been hurt, you're angry, you're frustrated with church, with preachers, and so you said, I don't need my faith. At what cost, at what cost will we betray what we believe? You see, Elisha's servant would have seen these miracles. He would have watched the leprosy that was with this man when he came, not be with him when he came back. He would have seen the widow's oil and how it multiplied. He would have known about the Shunammite woman, her son, who had come back from the dead. He would have known about the pot of stew that was poisonous, but yet killed no one. He would have known about how the food multiplied to feed the thousands. He would have known about how Elisha made the prophecy about Moab and God's enemies. He would have known about how Elisha had taken the mantle from Elijah and performed 
the miracles that he had. He would have known all of this. But yet, friends, head knowledge does not mean you know God. You can know the Bible stories. You can know what it takes to be a church member. You can know all the Christian terminology and die and split hell wide open. You can teach a Sunday school with a quarterly and know it and study it and die lost. Because knowing about God and the things of God is not the same as knowing God and knowing the things of God. And so tonight I pray that you can say without a shadow of a doubt that you know him, that you know him as the Lord and Savior of your life, that you know that you have a relationship with him of prayer and Bible study and not just about him. Tonight, if you don't know him or you're saying, Jake, I just don't really know. Bible makes it abundantly clear that God loved you. He loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for you and to take your sin and my sin and be buried and then to arise from the dead. And if you and I will repent of our sins and call upon his name, we will be saved. I also want you to see though that the consequences of Gehazi's sin didn't just pass to him, but the generations to follow. And so tonight, be that person who changes your family for the good. Be the Naaman that drives the leprosy from your family, not the Gehazi that brings it to your family. As always, thank you so much. and God bless you. Have a wonderful night.